In this episode of Arts Wrap with Alicia, we're talking about how the arts make Cincinnati a stronger region, and particularly ways that the arts impact the lives and dreams and trajectories of our young people. Everything from academic performance to social skills to employability skills to self-confidence, so much more. Study after study shows that the arts are a significant part of a well-rounded education. For some kids, arts are absolutely key to unlocking learning or a sense of belonging or even basic self-esteem. And ArtsWave sees this as so valuable that we actually track the number of times that arts organizations provide arts experiences either inside the school day or outside of it. And in a normal year, that's hundreds of thousands of experiences. And we know that the public cares about this too. A recent survey by the UC Center for Evaluation Services found that a remarkable 97% of Cincinnatians believe that arts education in schools fosters creativity and positive social development in our kids. Super important. And I'm so delighted today to have two wonderful and committed guests with us. First, Scott Robertson is chairman of RCF Group, a creative company itself. He's also co-chair of the 2023 ArtsWave Community Campaign. And also with us is Kim Kern, chief executive officer of the Children's Theater of Cincinnati, also known as TCTC. TCTC has been around producing theater specifically designed for young people for more than a century. Super excited to have you both here. Welcome, Scott and Kim. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so Scott, let's start with you, big picture. The 2023 campaign theme is Stronger Arts for a Stronger Region. What does that mean for you? Why is it important that the arts are thriving in Cincinnati. I know we all went through COVID together and, and we were concerned about all of our assets from restaurants to sports and our arts. Why do the arts make a difference in Cincinnati from your point of view as chair of the campaign? Cincinnati has such a rich history of arts and culture uh, dating back to the 1800s. And it's an incredible history uh, and the arts foster, as you said, the dynamic creativity that's needed in all walks of life, from business to problem solving at home uh, to raising your children. In every aspect, the, uh, the notion of creating an environment where we allow people to experience art and culture uh, is vitally important. And it's vitally important to our economic development and growth. Every company is looking for talent, whether you're a multinational or a mid-cap or a small business. You need great talent. And great talent comes from very, very often young people who come up through an arts and culture uh, kind of, of, of community. So it's just, it's, it's important across the whole spectrum. Absolutely, and I'm so glad that you mentioned the, the business need for talent. Uh, I've seen other studies by the conference board, you know, a national organization, that show that a majority of CEOs surveyed across the country cite creativity as one of the 
core functions they need in in jobs and it's the number one thing they can't find like right. there's there is a problem if we don't have creativity and problem solving that the arts fosters um, a, you know a clear business connection so i see why the business community cares and you can use easy examples from apple and how steve jobs made sure that creativity was part of the functionality of of all the things that they built from phones to computers but it 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 goes to walgreens to kroger mm-hmm. to it's across every business the creativity needed to create an environment where people want to come i love that across every business and and kim the children's theater of cincinnati has been in the business of education of kids for a hundred years 103. 103. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. The first theater of its kind in the country. Yes, we are the oldest professional theater for young audiences in the country. So that means that it's adult actors and the audience it's are children. kids. Yeah. Correct. What's the average age or the, the right age to introduce kids to theater? Um, we like to say that we are the perfect first theater experience for children because our shows are only an hour long. So they're specifically geared for the attention span of a child. Um, Four is sort of where we recommend people start attending our shows. Um, Age four up to 12 is sort of the sweet spot for our main stage productions, but the average age is seven. Okay, so you're you're hitting kids in in the middle of their elementary school experience. Absolutely. Um, And you're hopefully helping hook them to the magic of theater and, and that carries through adulthood, right? It does. Um, and we, we've, we do surveys with not only our public patron, patrons, but with our teachers that attend our school shows as well. And 54% of teachers that we survey have indicated they're seeing a reduction of arts education in their schools. Ooh. And 94% of those teachers say that we are helping to fill that gap. Wow. That's real impact. Yes, very much so. In an average year, how many kids are we talking about? So we do four productions a year. Um, we do 17 performances of each production in just 40 days, and we see over 100,000 people at those productions, 60,000 of which are students that attend with their schools. Wow. Wow. So you're directly supplementing the educational curriculum, it sounds like. Absolutely, and not just through our main stage, but we have a touring division as well. Um, our touring productions that are very different than our main stage travel to schools, community centers, libraries, all throughout the country, and are uh, an additional 50,000 kids that we see every year through our touring productions. And wow. then we have an academy as well, the one place where we do put kids on the stage, <laughs> where Good. we teach performing arts instruction. That's awesome. So I bet you hear a lot of fabulous, you know, this changed my life kind of stories. There are so many stories, Alicia, that I, it, it is why we exist. It's what we do. I mean, the, the quantitative numbers are fabulous, but it is the true stories of direct impact on kids that are why we exist. And if, if you'll allow me, I'd love to give you an example. Yeah, please. And there are thousands that okay. I could tell, but one of my personal favorites. Um, We did a world premiere commission of Sleeping Beauty. It was not Disney's Sleeping Beauty. It had the same basic storyline, Princess Aurora and the dragon, etc. But our version was a little bit different. We had a very strong female lead. 
um, Princess Aurora, while the other princesses were in princess school learning how to kiss their frogs, she was actually <laughs> playing with the band on stage. Awesome. And her prince was a little bit meek and couldn't slay the dragon, so she did. So those messages of stepping outside of traditional gender roles. But during one of our productions, our associate artistic director was sitting in the audience, um, checking sound levels, etc. And there was a young African-American girl in the audience, maybe nine or ten. And there was a scene where the princesses went from being infants in the arms of their godmothers to princesses that were teenagers in princess school. And when the curtain <laughs> rose, we had a very diverse group of princesses. And this little girl sat straight up in her seat, grabbed the armrests of her chair, gasped audibly, and said loud enough for everybody around her to hear, Elsa? Elsa looks like me. Oh. It was the first time she had seen herself represented on stage. Oh my gosh. It was, and it's moments like that where you know you are directly impacting the lives of children that, that are the reason we exist. Absolutely. That is a great story. And it also speaks to why intentionality with representation matters. Of course, we know that uh, through the arts and in business. And, and it's powerful. That's a way that the arts bridge divides and provide inspiration. That it changed her life, I'm sure. It did. Scott, you're um, part of the conversation that the business community has very actively, I know, about Cincinnati Public Schools and how we can improve the education system, address systematic challenges, systemic challenges that go back years and years and years. Um, and now as chair of the, the ArtsWave campaign, you're championing a new system-wide strategy coordinated by ArtsWave precisely so that local organizations like TCTC can scale up their impact and serve, serve more kids. Do you want to talk about this challenge that you've issued to the community? So a big part of the ArtsWave campaign uh, will be the Chairman's Challenge, which is asking all donors to step up, increase their gift, make a new gift, but it is to clearly fund and impact children in the arts field, to create a system where every child in CPS and Newport Independent Schools can count on at least one arts field trip every year in years first through sixth grade. This is, as Kim has talked about, this is, this is such an informative, a formative time for these young people to be introduced to arts. Uh, and once again, they can go into science or whatever else, business, but the creative process is important in just every aspect of your life. And introducing young people to this is a big part of the ArtsWave campaign and the Chairman's Challenge is specifically focused on uh, funding for children to get them into arts and culture opportunities. That's great. Thank you on behalf of our arts sector for being out there with that message because the youth of today are, are the artists of tomorrow, the problem solvers of tomorrow, the audiences of tomorrow, donors of tomorrow. You've made it a big point in the campaign leadership group to have younger professionals too, and that's important to you. Absolutely. It is, as, as Kim talks about, 
children in her theater. Uh, in the business community, we talk about the next generation of leadership in the business community. And introducing these 35 to 55 year olds to what's important to our city, ArtsWave is one of the pieces of that puzzle. So it's important to bring them into the fold so they recognize the need to be participatory in, in these types of campaigns. How many times have I been part of the ArtsWave campaign? I mean, it's been- Many. Right? <laughs> we won't have decades, them up right now. Yes, right? So, yes. so Carl and I are now chairing it, but I've been a part of it since I was in my mid-40s. And it's a, it's a, it's a huh. very important piece of our Cincinnati uh, success puzzle. I love that. I love that. And, you know, another part of the success puzzle is that the business community and, and leaders like you see that because we do have an incredible set of arts assets that go back 150 plus years. Um, and, and we got to keep introducing people to them or they won't be viable in the future. They won't right. set us apart in the future, right? Right. I think the arts are really a distinguishing part of Cincinnati. Truly, uh, the arts and culture scene is, and one of the, the, one of the places you can see that, where it popped out, was Blink. Yeah. Think about absent the, the heritage and the wealth of arts and culture that we have here in Cincinnati. Does Blink really come to Cincinnati? Is it thought of for a city like Cincinnati? Probably not. Probably not, but it, it, it's a perfect example of the, the innovation legacy we have here to exactly. create something so. I think that, that, that more than any other example in the last five years, that, that Blink became part of this city's culture speaks to the heritage of this city's culture. Mm -hmm. That's right. right? Right. I love to think about how the past is pushing us into the future. Exactly. Yeah, in the arts, really when you is. think of, so we're the 30th largest marketing area in yep. the United States. Um, what other city our side? I mean, you have to go into the top five to have the arts and culture that That's we right. have. And a symphony, a ballet, right? On and on and on. And it is that history that I think created the notion of Blink coming to Cincinnati. Yeah. Originating in Cincinnati, originating yeah, in Cincinnati. yeah. So, so backing that up, and and the streets of Blink over four nights were filled with kids and parents and grandparents. Yes, you know that's another magical part of what happens there. Um, Kim, I know that when when we say field trips, and and Scott says the chairman's challenge is about more kids, more trips to the arts. What about people who say, well? You know, that's just an afternoon off from school. They're having fun. Why really is a nothing field wrong trip? With that, right? yeah. <laughs> There's nothing. I mean, they're kids, for goodness sakes. That's right. But is there more to it than that? How about we ask that? I would say there is absolutely more to it than that, especially given the reduction of arts in schools that I mentioned. I mean, we know there are so many studies that that point to the importance of the arts in in children in so many different areas. Um, but I think. 
in today's day, which is very different, it's a different world than it was mm -hmm. 20 years ago with pandemics and cyberbullying and mm -hmm. school violence and civil unrest, it is more important than ever that wow. children are exposed to imagination and inspiration and seeing those positive messages of inclusion and acceptance that you see on our stage and many other arts organizations, it's more critical than ever. So it's mm -hmm. not just a field trip. It's an inspiration and a chance for children to see the future in a more positive light than the present they might be living in now. That's, that gives me chills, <laughs> you know? Thank you for providing those moments of inspiration that get kids out of the the really heavy stuff they deal with today. It I mean, we feel the the weight of it. I can only imagine how that feels for kids who don't have the big shoulders that we do, right? Yeah, um, yeah more important than ever. Mm -hmm. And from for kids um, who who are even more challenged by uh, living in low-income houses, households, um, the arts are even more important. And I know TCTC has been reaching out to those kids all these years as well. Tell us about what you do to be sure that everybody has access. Absolutely, and access for all is a big part of our mission. Um, we currently provide over $228,000 in ticket subsidies to schools to attend our main stage productions wow. every year. No school ever pays more than $8 a ticket, regardless of financial circumstance. And schools that are identified as school-wide uh, Title I schools uh -huh. receive even deeper discounts and wow. sometimes come completely free of charge. So that is a big piece of, That's of providing the access. Um, we also have subsidies available for our touring shows, scholarships for all of our classes. Um, and it's, it's also not just about low socioeconomic status. You know, we have sensory-friendly performances for kids mm -hmm. that are um, on the autism spectrum or have other sensory disorders mm -hmm. so that they can come to a performance that we adapt. We keep the house lights at 30%, the volume below 90 decibels. We have a quiet area. We provide fidgets. We have experts <laughs> um, that have worked with that population, and we limit attendance so that wow. they can spread out and feel comfortable in a truly judgment-free zone. That's um, amazing. And it's it's been life-changing. Um, we, we hear from parents and schools quite often that that is a, a community that often feels forgotten. Sure. Um, and we've been very fortunate to be able to make them feel included. Well, productions that you've so thoughtfully modified and the ticket subsidies and all those things, that's possible because the public is contributing financial support, right? Absolutely. Um, only 50% of our income comes from earned income. We rely on the other 50% from groups like ArtsWave and individuals and other private foundations. Yeah, that's awesome. And Scott, it just confirms why what you're doing is so important. Vitally important, what you're doing. Yeah. Thank you. That's good stuff. Really good stuff. So everything from better attendance in schools, better SAT scores, better social interaction, all of these benefits are um, things that can last a lifetime. And, and Scott, as a business owner, what do those outcomes mean for you when you think about the future? And we've, we've talked about it a little bit uh, earlier, but the, 
the creativity that's needed in the marketplace is is uh, insatiable. Hmm. So f- think of your favorite movie, to your favorite shopping experience, uh, to um, a business interaction that goes well. There's generally a lot of creativity that go into all those, all those, and it's all the time. Um, so we're, as a, as a community citizen and as a business owner, we value the arts. We value what the arts do to help people become creative, to think differently, right? Outside the box. Um, it's just, it, it truly, it, 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 it permeates every aspect of our life. That's awesome. Okay, so I'm gonna challenge you to do something. Next time you're in a, you know, one of these high-powered business meetings with closed doors. She's talking to you, Kim. <laughs> I want you to tell everybody around the table that they are being artists right in that moment. They're using all those skills they Absolutely. didn't know they had. I probably have done that in different ways over the years. The because um, I've been a big believer in. So in our business, we have a lot of interior designers. Interior designers often start out down the art path and then realize they don't want to be a starving artist, so they (laughs) gravitate towards interior design, but they don't lose that artistic bent that they have. Sure. And so they are, so, you know, we've had green hair and pink hair. I mean, we've had... (laughs) All that stuff for decades. I mean, it, this is an artistic group. This uh-huh. is, while I may be uh, white shirt, blue suit, uh, our office environment is filled with creative types. Uh, I think as Artswave has experienced. Yes. Right? Our, these are, there's so much fun to be around. Right? <laughs> Indeed, I think artists are much more fun than just about anybody else. Well, they're just the creativity that they bring to the table, and I think it does exist in, uh, I don't think you can be the CEO of Great American, Procter & Gamble, Western & Southern, Kroger, and not be creative and look for creative types to surround, Mm -hmm. right? In your boardroom and in, in your executive team. This is... Right, everybody sells insurance, everybody sells groceries. I mean, it's how do you differentiate yourself in the marketplace? And that's how they do it. Creativity. Creativity. Well, that's what we like to hear. We know that the arts fuel creativity and learning. No question, no doubt about it. And on a future episode of Arts Wrap with Alicia, we're gonna talk about ending starving artists. That's um, the the next episode. But, gee, thank you both, Kim and Scott, for all you're doing in the community, um, and particularly all you do for ArtsWave and the kids of Cincinnati. It's awesome. Happy. Thank you. Happy to be a part of it. Happy to help, and glad you're here. Yeah, well, thanks for your leadership in the ArtsWave community campaign, which runs through May 2023. I'm looking for everybody to participate. I know I'll see you both at the arts very soon. Until then, it's a wrap. Thank you.